Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. See, I am Rapport Stereo Podcast, coming live and direct. So on today's podcast... We got special guest, my man Jay Farrow, Saturday Ooh. Night Live alum. Oh. The star of Showtime's White Famous that I'm the co-star of. The shit is funny. Great, great show, yo. Uh, season finale, right? Coming season up. finale's on Sunday. <laughs> this shit. Sunday. Um, and I love this dude. I was a fan of his before I started doing the show more. of He's one of these dudes who exudes talent. Right. Like just, he has a plethora of talent. Um, the only other people that have this similar talent, I'm not saying he's at that level yet, but just the, just the talent, Eddie Murphy, Jamie Foxx, right. like when they tell a story, they tell a story and, and you're captivated just to why they were like, they'll do the voices. Not if he's doing like even an impersonation, he could just be like, I was in a cab and it'll be like the cab said, blah, 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 blah. Right. The way he says, the way he does right. this, you know, just a plethora of talent. So we got my man, Jay Farrow, mm. but man. first... Me and G Moody are going to do what we do best. Talk that good I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast where the shit talking is free. Yeah. Believe it or not, the holidays is just around the corner. Okay, it's coming up. And while that means plenty of parties, gifts, and spending, it also means there's so many football games, basketball games, and hockey games you could score big with every single day. Go to mybookie.ag. I love this site. Man up and play like the pros on game day. You can play the money line, side, or total. My bookie is your hookup for all your betting needs and offers super fast payouts when you win. Listen, where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. 
And if you want to make money betting the games, you got to go to mybookie.ag. They're the only site that I would recommend. I trust them. You don't have to take my word for it. Okay, go check them out for yourself. They have odds on every matchup and a mobile site that makes wagering on your smartphone a breeze. It's so simple. Visit mybookie.ag today. Join now and mybookie will match your deposit with up to 50% of a bonus. Okay? Use the promo code RAPAPORT, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T, to activate your offer. You play, you win, you get paid. Go to mybookie.ag. Now use the promo code RAPAPORT. All right, so here we go. We're in New York City. We're chilling. It's gotten a little bricker since you've been here. Gotten a little bricker since I got here. Yeah. <laughs> I was out there today with my, my little coffee, um, waiting for a cab because I've given up on Uber. Oh, for real? Done. Oh, because your account is messed up? Hey, what? whatever. Go to Lyft. Yeah, whatever. I'm not yeah. waiting out there for 20 minutes, Duke. I don't want to like, yo, where are you at? I'm right here. I, I tried with the Uber the other day, and the, the guy literally hit me with the where are you at. Oh. Yo, my man. GPS and all that? Don't hit me with the where are you at, Duke. Right. Speak to me like an adult. I'm 47 years old. Mm-hmm. Don't don't talk that where you at shit to me. Well, you don't want that, but you talk that shit to everybody else. Yo, I'm the, I'm the, <laughs> yo, I'm the, I'm the customer. Right. And why are you asking me where you at? I sent you the address. The address says 1549 blah, blah, blah street. Right. That's it. That's where I'm at. <laughs> you obviously ain't where I'm at. That's right. So you're done with them? Done with them. So you have that a lot? That happens a lot? Or you just like... Yo, it? yo, yo. I'm just... And I just want to clarify one thing about my Uber rating. My Uber rating is four and a half stars, Duke. Because some people were saying oh, maybe weak. maybe they don't want to pick you up. That four and a half is weak, B. It's four and a half out of five. I got four, six, eight. Nah, Duke. <laughs> nah, Duke. I got four and a half. So you it took, ain't me. You screaming at the drivers, doing all this sh- sucker shit in the back. They supposed to downgrade your ass. That's why they're not coming to pick you up. <laughs> you talk too much shit. <laughs> you always want the guy. You're cracking on the guy in the back. You're getting in the car. I've seen you do this. You're like, <laughs> like if it stinks, if it, maybe you're, it's you're, just you're, you're sniffing. So they, they, they downgrade you. You don't have to do that. You can be polite and tell the guy in his ear, listen, man, you got some fresheners. But no, here you go. <laughs> Strong nose. Yo, if money, if money's car smells like shit, I'm Tell gonna say it. So and, and I, I've been in there where I've offered them pieces of gum, and they say no, thank you. They got a record of all this, man. No wonder you got downgraded. So you're saying it's me? Yeah, it's partly you. Clean up your act, just to get people up to speed. So the other day, we iconically and infamously were dealing with my end table situation at the Los Angeles Gloom Tomb. How did that work out? They delivered the fucking table <laughs> yesterday morning, and they went so far out of their way to deliver the table. When I first bought the table, they didn't deliver the shit. I want to thank the listeners of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, because I know at least a handful of you called up the store and said, Where that table at, Duke? Well, the table's now in my house. <laughs> and as I said, this wasn't a put-on. Right, this that was, was real, real deal. G. Moody saw me call the guy up, and I said to him, my man, I've been polite. Yep. I saw it. I've been patient. Now, where the fuck is the table at? 
Yep. Where's the table at? That's how you deal with and, it. And once I said, where the fucking table at? And I don't know if it was me going where the table at or the listeners, fans of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast, the rapper pack. Right. Calling up. <laughs> but nonetheless, it took four and a half months and then it was repaired and delivered in less than 24 hours. Right. Interesting. Right. You Very interesting. You don't do it for the buyer. Like for the, you, you brought it in. You don't do it for the consumer. But when the consumer turns the flame up, then you get on your job. Then you get on your job. And the, it was, they, they went so, they called for the delivery. That's how they, these, go ahead, go ahead. Then they called to confirm that I got the delivery. And then God is my witness. They called two hours later to make sure everything was all right. And I said, yeah, everything's good, dude. Do that for everyone. Maybe your business would turn the corner. That's how you do it. That's how you treat the customer. Yep. The customer's always right. The first tenant of business. He's the guy spending. Yo, I was at the Barstool offices the other day. Yeah. Dave Portnoy is one of the first people to order them. I had them shits in my hand. How did they feel? How did they look? They look like shit. That, that, that's unbiased. They look like shit. You remember how Steph Curry's joints came out and everybody... Remember when he came out with the all-white hospital shoes, the yeah. Bobos? Yeah. <laughs> remember when he came out with, with, with the, the Steph Curry Under Armour Bobos and, and social media dragged him? Yeah. Okay, but that's like after like his 10th shoe. If you make that many shoes, eventually one of them is going to be whack. Remember they dragged him? This is what these were. They were all-white Hospital shoes, oh. bobos, skips. They have this little compartment in the middle of the shoe that you could literally hide money in. <laughs> it's like a little indentation, like right. a little safe space mm -hmm. that you could hide money in. The tongue of the sneaker feels like a piece of bologna. Oh. And I'm not talking about that good slice bologna from the deli. I'm talking about the... Uh, 99 cent shit. The Myers in the package. Uh, <laughs> now, Myers is good, B. Yeah, but I'm saying you oh, want oh, your it, uh, Myers is good for baloney. Right, right. Not for a sneaker tongue. Right. And then super, you hating. I'm hating, or you're hating on black business. You same motherfuckers with dragging Steph Curry sneakers. Right. I mean, that's right, I'm hating. Them you, shits is trash. It's the consumer can review the shoe. I reviewed the shoe. Right. Shits is trash. Right. It's not hating. This and, motherfucker don't like it. Them shits is trash. Right. You might like them. You want to walk around in all white bobos? Do that. Right. This is your opinion. This is, what, this is, is what you... Them yeah. shit's just trash. All right. Yeah. Them shit's just trash. Dude. You had them in your hand. I, I had them in my hand. The right. only thing I... Why I didn't wear them? Because they didn't... They weren't my size. Right. <laughs> shit's was flimsy, yeah, dude. Man. Am I going to be like Lonzo? Like Lonzo? If I could be like Lonzo... And nah. miss the foul shots and miss the fucking shots? <laughs> you, you're going to do... I want to be like Lonzo. And then they, in the commercial, they show that fucked up looking jump shot. Like Lonzo. If I could be like Lonzo... Yo. The Lakers put in a ban. You can no longer speak to the guests of the players. Sorry. Right. You got to play better. And then his pops came out talking more shit. They need to let him. Yo, yo, Duke, you coach AAU team with a stacked team. Right. Your son was the best at the a in high school. Right. Your other sons were the best. You're right. blowing team. One of the kids scored 90 points, 60 points. This is an AAU. Who you playing against if you hitting 100? You, you're not a coach. LeVar Ball. You're coaching AAU. I'm a AAU. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a championship coach. Right. And trust me, I didn't have any stars on my team. <laughs> my team was straight shit. Oh, war. A ragtag group of 12 and 13-year-olds and maybe a 14-year-old. We won the chip. 
If I could do it, LeVar can do it. It ain't no big thing. But you don't see me suggesting what the Knicks should do right. with the coaching. Yeah, I might talk greasy about James Dolan and all that. But you don't see me saying they should play this one, play that one. He's people, people that say that don't know what they're talking right. about. He's out front with it. They don't listen. Right. When your son winds up in Utah, don't say a word. Yeah. When he winds up playing for Memphis, don't say a word. You did it to yourself. I hope the brother could come out of the funk or whatever. It's not even a funk. It's like this is how it's going. You know what I mean? Like You need to reevaluate your game, Duke. Tell your pops to cool out. You tell him. And start having fun. Lonzo Ball, I have nothing against you. You need to start having fun. It's basketball. Right. You look miserable out there. Smile a little bit. Yeah, you're in the league. Get yourself some Noxzema. Fix your skin up. You made your, your dream has come true. Enjoy yourself, Duke. Even Ben Simmons, the, the injury, God forbid, you don't want anybody to be injured, but the fact that he had the year off because of the injury, people sort of forget about you. Then you come back and they're like, oh, shit, he is that good. Right. Donovan Mitchell, in my opinion, the second best rookie in this first 25, 26 games. Utah Jazz, Harlem Bourne, Spider Mitchell. No one was talking about him. His game got the recognition. Yeah. Oh, shit, look, at he banged on someone. Oh, shit, he scored 41. Oh, shit, he came out, he scored 31. People know who Donovan Mitchell is. The, the, the ebb and flow, the organic process. Yep. Oklahoma City is in trouble. Carmelo, I think this is for Carmelo. It's karma. Why? You are on a team with Russell Westbrook. So basically, it's like Russell Westbrook is saying to uh, Carmelo, I'm you like you were in the Knicks. I shoot the ball. You don't get any shots. And you have to accept it. I'm the alpha dog. You came to my team. So I'm you on my team. Now stand in the corner and I may or may not pass it. Exactly. Karma for Carmelo. Great. Great. That's why the man is the three-time podcast co-host of the year. Russell Westbrook doesn't defer to anybody. Right. And I saw Isaiah Thomas and them the other day. They were like, we need to finally stop saying how Russell needs to play with these guys. And these guys... Paul George, Carmelo included, need to figure out how to play with Russell Westbrook. Yeah. I don't know. Obviously, Russell Westbrook is better than Paul George, and, and Carmelo is still very good, but he's he's not in his prime, prime, prime. This is not going to work out. Yeah. Carm they're they're going to be very competitive in the playoffs, but, yo, these guys, their entire lives have been the best players on the teams. Now, they could say, well, in the Olympics, the Olympics don't count. Dude. Right. That's an all-star team, B. That don't count. He's over there with like, yo, he's like over there like, yo, now you know how it feels. Now you know how it feels. Now man. you know how it feels, Carmelo. Now you know why you were scrutinized. Right. I'm not passing you the ball until, you, until you're, my, you're my last option. Right, right. When I'm, I'm coming down from a jump a pass. Right. And, and then like I, you I did. I tried to drive. That didn't work. I went to shoot a jump shot. That didn't work. And now I'm coming down in midair. You happen to be open, or maybe Steven Adams happens to be open, or someone else has to be, happens to be open. So instead of getting a double dribble, I'm passing to Right, you. right. And wherever you are, the clock is at two. You got to shoot. Shoot it. Now you know how Jeremy Lin felt. Or, or who, who else? Kristaps. <laughs> yeah. Stoudemire. Everybody that the, was there. The plethora of Knicks. Right. 
You are them. I fuck with you, Mello, but this is Karma for Carmelo. Good. Very good. Jay Farrell, what up, my man? What up, bruh? <laughs> How you feeling, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm on the um, I'm on set right now, but you know, everything's going good. It's lovely. How you doing? Are you, what's up with you, Rappaport? <laughs> I'm here, man. I'm hyped up, man. I'm hyped up about this finale of the show. I'm Talk hyped that you. you're on the I Am Rapaport Stereo Podcast. And yeah, uh how you too. feel how you feeling about the show? You excited about the show? I mean, it's been the people uh, are, are loving it. It's catching fire, and we got the uh, the season finale, season one. And I say season one because we ain't done. How's the response yep. been on your end? No, it's been great, man. You know, it, it's been great, and you know, thanks to you know, thanks to uh, you know, the people binge watching it, and of course, you know, Charlemagne, the guy. Shout out to him for uh, you know, giving the show a shout out. You know, he watches avidly, so you know, I feel good about it, man. It's um, yeah, it's, it's good, like. But you know you gotta you gotta watch it. You gotta you gotta sit and you gotta watch. You know, I mean, you gotta follow the story and you gotta keep up to it. But dude, we've been building, dog, so it's great. Yeah, I, I'm you know loving I mean? it. And and the uh, the Obama sex tape thing. You know, it's like I love being on Showtime, but I wish everybody had Showtime because I love this fucking show so much. And, and yeah, me too. It, it was just so much fun to do, and it was just. You know, like we never wanted to leave. Like I know, I, I at least I know I never wanted to leave. You might have wanted to be no, like, "Yo, Rappaport, get the fuck out of here." <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, motherfucker. Always saying the f word and shit. <laughs> fuck, yo, fuck out of here. How did you? How, I, I'm I'm not gonna keep you long because I know. You, what do you want set of right now? God, I'm doing uh, two minutes of fame. Me, Cat Williams, Kiki Palmer. Um, you know, mad folks, man. So you know, uh, I think DC Young Flies in this. Dion oh, Cole. Oh shit, that's dope. Like. There's a you know there's a lot just just hilarious like there's a lot of people in this shit man so it's it's dope and we're having fun we're, like it's it's fun uh, also shout out to um shout out to Ron G he's in it too and Tony Roberts and a whole bunch of other comedians Earthquake I think he's gonna stop doing do it man but so um yeah has, has Cat Williams ever heard you do Cat Williams <laughs> yeah he has what, he has dude what was his response like if if you were doing Cat Williams responding to you Jay Farrell doing Cat Williams. What has did he take to it kindly? Because Cat's a little temperamental. Nah, Cat was fine with it. He said, "You my favorite, boo boo. You my favorite as far as it goes. You know, I, I've been watching. I think it's amazing. It's phenomenal. Like it ain't. <laughs> he was cool with it's it. It's phenomenal, boo boo. Like he's fine. Yeah, Cat's a cool dude. I didn't know. I've never met him, so I didn't know what to expect. But yeah, he he a cool dude, yo. Yo, how did you wind up getting? White Famous, how did that come to you? Because when you left Saturday Night Live, there's, I'm sure, a ton of shit that you had th being right. thrown at you, ideas, opportunities, similar right. to sort of like, you know, there must have been a sort of like a deja vu to the character in the show because you're like this hot comedian, you're off this hot show, you know, what's next? Because when I came there, you guys had already shot the pilot. Like, how did it all come about in the whole Jamie Foxx of it all? Well, you know, I had, over the summer of 2016, you know, I had got sent the script, and I loved the uh, the concept and the idea. And I, you know, I, I realized Jamie Foxx was actually producing it. Uh, so you know, I went in there, auditioned, got it, and you know, basically that's it. And you know, um, I became Floyd Mooney. Was it bugged out for you to audition because you reach a certain level of stardom, fame right. quickly? Like once you do an episode of Saturday Night Live, your first year, once you do your first skit, not right. the whole world, but a lot of the world knows who you are. 
And then, right. you know, and then like, cause I, I can't stand auditioning. Like I've always been kind of good at it. Like, and, and it's like a separate skill. People don't understand like getting jobs and being a good auditioner is like a separate skill from actually being a good actor. Oh, definitely. 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 Um, I mean, I know how it feels. I know what you're saying though. You get to a certain point. You're like, man, why well, I got an audition, but dog, also serious. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm straight. I'm still, I still be going on auditions and shit like that. So it ain't, you know what I mean? And, and, to, and to that regard, it's not like, oh man, I was like, oh, I got an audition for this. I'm too big for this. It was like, nah. I was like, I hope, I hope all my training over the years will transcend onto uh, into the audition. Hopefully, I will get some work. But ain't nothing better than a fucking offer. That's no. honest to God. No, it's no nothing, nothing better. better than an offer. Nothing better, you know, because you get the little power in your hands. Like, okay, they want me. You have some leverage. Right. You, you know, right. you. Feel- because there's there's nothing worse than going in for an audition and the two three days week two weeks to find out if you got something or, or didn't get something that you actually want. Right, right. Or you walking into an audition and you seeing like Gerard Carmichael leave and you seeing uh, <laughs> you seeing, <laughs> you seeing Chadwick Bosman leave and you just like, well, god dang, is there any other? Any other young black they gonna get for this? So they right. just need they don't even need nobody they don't need nobody specific. They just need young black. That's what they need. Oh, okay, I get you. I and understand this. I'm surprised you had to audition because the part, you know, obviously as they wrote the scripts, they started customizing it to what you do. But I'm surprised right. you, you had to audition because like when when I read it and when I, you know, saw it in like the Jamie Foxx, because like I said this earlier, and I I keep this a hundred with you, and I'm not kissing your ass or, or whatever, but like in my opinion, there's three people that I've been around that have immense talent. Now, I don't want you to be, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> with the three people that I have, like, immense talent. And, like, and I know, you, you know, these are your guys, too. But, like, I've worked with Eddie Murphy. I've never worked yeah. with Jamie Foxx, but I've been around him, hang out with him. And I got to work with you. And, and the similar thing that you guys have is just this talent. You know, just this immense talent. Like, you know, the way you tell a story, the impersonation, just, it's like, it's like, true talent like some people are good actors some people have hustled their way in some people are good looking you know some women are beautiful but like that talent you have is crazy so i'm surprised you even had to uh audition yeah look michael it just sounded like you would be like yeah man well you know well you're not cute Uh, (laughs) you know what i'm saying you ain't really appealing to the eye but you know you talented as fuck so you know i understand why you got that You look like shit, man. So thank God you're talented because you look fucked up. Your breath is fucked up. Your teeth are crooked hey, and all that shit. Hey, that's Listen, my teeth are crooked. I got bunions. You know what I'm saying? Fuck. Yeah, you know I mean, I, you know, I can't, I can't. My endurance, well, my endurance is, is pretty dope because I run. I'm not even going to lie about that. But everything else that you said is true. Uh, you know, I'm trash in the face. Uh, <laughs> not. <laughs> Yo, so out of all the people you, so I asked you about Cal Williams, out of all the people you impersonated uh, and you right. do impressions of through Saturday Night Live and now, you know, the, the most bugged out Obama impression ever on episode nine of White right. Famous ever. It's the one of the most bugged out things you'll ever see. <laughs> Who have you come across that you've met uh, and you know that you've impersonated. Like, have you met Denzel? Have you met? Have you met Jay Z? Who who have you come across that you met? I, I have met everybody but Denzel. I met Jay Z. What was um, his response? He was like, "Yeah, that's pretty good." <laughs> he starts laughing. He said, "It's pretty good." Uh, Will Smith, you don't sound like me. He didn't think I sound like him, uh, even though we got identical vocal cords, uh, which is which is pretty cool. Uh, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx loves it. 
The only person I haven't met Denzel and the person that that I had that didn't like it was Shannon Sharp. He hates that shit. Oh, it's fine, shit. He's, it, it's fine. I get it. I understand why. I get it. The impression, I guess it's not flattering. Right. You know what I mean, because like, I can't believe, you know, the thing about everything, Michael, Michael Rappaport <laughs> need to get his own show and it need to be on television talking about it because that man go viral every time he does a video. <laughs> every time I see, I see, listen, Michael Rappaport, I see you on World Star Hip Hop more than I see twerk videos. And that <laughs> is an accomplishment. That in the comment, you know what you need? You need a BT award. That's what you need. You need a BT award just because I believe if I peel your skin back, you will be black. If I peel your skin back, you're just gonna be mocha. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> have you have you ever met Eddie Murphy? I have met Eddie. And, and like, I have is met. that like your dude? Like like is that That's like my your dude. number one and dude? And you know what? I, I didn't say I didn't say this in response to what you were saying. We started riffing, but I appreciate that. I appreciate you. You know, it's it's high. It's a high honor to even be mentioned with Jamie Foxx and Eddie Murphy, man. So, I, I mean, I really appreciate that. Um, it, it's true, man. I've said it to other that. people, and I wanted to say it to you because just, like, that talent, you know what I mean? Like, everybody yeah. has their own little shit, but, like, other people know, like, this motherfucker's on some shit. But so so yeah. when you met Eddie, because you've done Eddie, like, you know, like, you're, yeah. you, you came from Saturday Night Live. What, what is he like? What is What is, like, meeting him like? He was, you know what, Eddie Murphy was cool, laid back. You know, I actually met him at the SNL 40th. Mm. It was uh, it was me. I was standing beside Louis C.K., you know, before everything popped off. Mm. And, um, you know, he was like, yo, this is Ed. And he was, I was like, I saw Eddie Murphy. I was like, yo, is that Ed? He was like, yeah, that's Ed right there. He was like, you want to meet him? I said, yeah. So he took me over there to meet Eddie. And he was like, this is Jay Ferry. He's a big fan of yours. And here he is. And he just walks away. And Eddie Murphy was like, Oh, yeah, Jay Fan, I know exactly who you are. Listen, you know, we watch, me and Arsenio Hall, we watch your videos, you're very talented, very funny. You know, keep up the good work, young man. He calls me young man. It's like, I like, I turned Dominican when he said that, when he when he just said all that. I was like, oh, my God, I love you, man, I love you, I love everything about you, you know, because you can't understand what Dominicans say half the time. <laughs> it sounds like they... Sounds like they have a, a sinus a sinus infection. Oh my god! Oh my god! I can't believe it! Oh my god! I'm in the movie. I love you. I love everything about you, papi. The people, the people, the people, people, the people, the people. Yeah, walked away by that point. Were but, you like having an out of body experience that he even knew that you were fucking breathing on the earth? Fuck yeah, man! That's my idol. Like the guy, the, that's my idol, and it doesn't it don't help the fact that people have pretty much told me I look like him. Right. I look like him and, and remind them of him my whole damn life. So I'm just like, man, that guy, man, it, it, he was cool. He was cool. And actually, now it's like a family thing because, you know, Charlie Murphy, his brother, he used to take me on a roll with him um, back when I was 19. Damn. And, um, you know, and, and the fun, uh, another fact, when Charlie Murphy passed away, rest in peace to him, um, I was actually on my way to Headline for the weekend, the same club, the first club he actually took me to. So it's really emotional. So Damn. that's fam. That's dude. The Murphys are family. Like I'm cool with Eddie's son. You know what I mean? Like we we hang out, we chill. Like you know. Um. So it's just a it's it's like a family thing, man. It was like meeting my long lost uncle. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. That's really how I felt, man. And um, you know, I just I, I just hope to do everybody uh proud and justice that really does believe in me, man. And I know Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox definitely believes in me. You believe in me. I appreciate that. You know, um, 85% of the world believes in me. The other 15% are on Twitter and they fucking can suck a dick. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck them on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> fuck them on fuck Twitter, em. man. <laughs> fuck them. Because if they were in front of you, they'd be asking for a selfie, asking you to do a Jay-Z impression. 
Exactly. Or asking me, or asking me, why am I so tall? I thought you were shorter. Yeah. I was like, bitch, I bet you did think I was shorter. But guess what? I'm six foot two, and I work out. That means I have endurance. So if we get to the hands, I can fuck you up. These motherfuckers. I feel like Charlie Murphy. You know, obviously he got his due doing the great stuff on the Chappelle Show. Talk right. about him as a comedian and him as a personality. Like, because he was a funny. First of all, he was one of the nicest people, and it, the characters that he portrayed on Chappelle and all. Like, he always played mean motherfuckers. He got that stern and that deep fucking voice. Talk about right. Charlie Murphy as a talent. <laughs> Charlie Murphy, you want me to do it as him, or you want me to just talk about just speak either uh, or, either to or. Him? Look, man, Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy, even though he always came off in these hard roles because, you know, that's where Charlie was from. Like, Charlie got locked up, man. Charlie, Charlie's been in jail. He's been in the shit. Like, he used <laughs> to be he used to be there, right? But the thing niggas don't understand uh-huh. is that Charlie Murphy is a nice motherfucker, man. He's genuine, man. You know what I'm saying? If he fucks with you, he fucks with you. And it's not a lot of people that Charlie Murphy don't fuck with. You know right. what I'm saying? You got to really piss Charlie Murphy to fuck off, man. For him to be like, I don't fuck with you, nigga. If you come back again, I'm going to kick you down a flight of steps. And I'm going to go down the flight of steps at the end, at the bottom. And I'm going to start mud hole stomping your face <laughs> until the side of your cheek has Timberland on it. And until your mouth smells like shoe polish, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was a genuine dude, man. He's helped out a lot. He's helped out a lot of comedians. But just like me, as being that young, young hot comic from Virginia that didn't have any any outlet, didn't have anybody willing to to uh, really take a chance on me or give me a shot, man. He was, yo, know, he was that dude, man. And you know, genuine to the end. And we need more people like him. Seriously. If there was more people like Charlie Murphy, and I feel like more people would be in the industry. You feel me? Like what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to do as a comedian. I mean, and I know I'm still young, but, you know, if there's somebody I see out there that's talented, immensely talented, man, I'm like, yo, why not? Take them on the road. Let them open up. Let them get a spot. Let Let your audience see that person because at the end of the day, when you, you got your climate success and everything, when that person starts popping, or whatever happens, they'll pull you in and they'll work with you as well. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Or if they write a book or something, they can always um, they can always go back to that moment and say, you know what? Such and such gave me my break. Such and such helped me out, and I'm forever grateful. And that goes a long way in people's eyes. That's dope. That's dope. Um, yeah. Out of all the people that hosted Saturday Night Live during your tenure there, who were the most right. impressive, most talented people? Like, who were the three people that were like guest hosts that you were like, this fucking guy's like, I could see why he's hosting this show. I could see why this guy is, you know, like in that position. Kerry Washington, one. Oh. Uh. Drake, two. Oh, shit. And Anne Hathaway, three. Why? Like those. Why, why, I mean, like, what, what was it about, like, Drake? Well, I mean, I got to be honest, as much as I like to break his balls, he, I think he is a good actor. Like, and I think he's got a good sense of humor. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Drake is a um, Drake is a multi. He's a multi talent. Not only does he do music, not only can he act, but you know he's funny. Right. Like, you know, what I mean, he's. I, I think he's. I think he's good. He knows how to take material that you've written, mm-hmm. and he knows how to sell. He knows how to sell material. Like a lot of folks don't. A lot of folks will get on and they won't know. Um, you know, they, they'll just they'll be lost. But you know, he's from like he did Degrassi and all of that. So, right. And he does. What do you think about his music, though? You like his music? You know, I think he's 
dope lyricist. To me, the thing about Drake's music is his fucking voice. It's just me. <laughs> like I know his talent and like his he's he makes good songs, melodies, and all that shit. I would never say he's not dope. He's definitely dope, but it's just like sometimes like yo, he's like almost like a hip hop Albie Shore. Like, you know, he does his shit for the chicks, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's dope. And like I fuck with Albie Shore. So yeah. I can't I can't shit on Drake. I fuck with Drake. He, like he's he's official. But if he sounded like this, yeah, say, hey, I'm Drake. Like, you would love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, if he, if he sounded like this, oh, my God, I'm Drake. It's amazing. <laughs> no, nah, man, Drake's, Drake's voice is just, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you got to get used. You got to get used to it. It's like, it, Drake is like, he's always, like, he's always in a, in a sinus infection. Like, he lives there. <laughs> like, that's just where he's at. You know what I'm saying? You can't. Like, but it's, it's, but it's Drake. He switches it up. He's an impressionist, man. He yeah. switches up his voice so damn much. This motherfucker didn't sound Jamaican. Yep. He didn't sound like he was from Houston. He didn't sound like he was from Canada. This motherfucker didn't sound like he was from Cali. I said, shit, what's next? What's nigga gonna sound Haitian or some shit like that? When Drake starts saying, Sa uh, oh yeah, sa passe. That's when you be like, all right, nigga, you need to fuck stop. You need to chill. Yeah, yeah, you, you're right. Yeah. He is he is like an impressionist. He's a talented motherfucker too. Now I'm not gonna say he's in the, the Jamie Foxx, Jay Farrell, Eddie Murphy category, but he's a talented right. motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. He has the capability to take um material and sell it. And that's something that that's a that's a real good skill to have. If people can't write for you, you ain't gonna be able to, you know, people can't write for you, then you know, you're pretty much toast. Because you know, you know. Yeah, they now, can't write for you since it's over. Unless now, you can do it yourself. Go exactly. It, it, now, now tell me this. I want you to clarify the myth, because the the the, the myth is that why did you leave Saturday Night Live? I want you to explain it to me once and for all. You don't have to give me the long version. Just give me like some people are like he got fired. He didn't get fired. You said you didn't get fired. Clarify what the fuck happened. Why you were left Saturday Night Live? Uh, I mean, it was. Mike, it was that time to it was that time to go. Right. You know what I'm saying? It was just, you know, I had, you know, I conversed with Will Ferrell. I talked to mm -hmm. him. I was like, yo, when do you know? He said, You you'll know when it's time to go. You'll just feel it. It was just that it was just that time to move on to something that, you know, could could uh show all of my talents in full spectrum. Mm -hmm. You feel me? And um I was looking I was just looking for a project that right. that kind of just took it over to that level and white famous was the perfect vehicle for that so yeah i got you yo jay listen i'm gonna let you go i appreciate you coming and rock with me on the podcast you know we need to do the, the full the full jay farrell face to face bug the fuck out podcast but i want yeah, let's do that we gotta let's do, that. do that we gotta when do I'm that finish with this movie when i'm done with this movie i promise you guys yo honestly i will come up there and i will kick it if i gotta kick it a day you know i love <laughs> new york kick it a day we'll shoot this shit we'll go out we'll go out like you <laughs> like teddy i'm, I'm sounding like teddy we'll go out you know we'll get polluted we'll get fucking you know? nuts. let's get fucking nuts <laughs> let's yo, get nuts jay yo finish up on your thing everybody's gonna watch the finale showtime's white famous is a pleasure my man i'll see you soon my friend yes sir my man thank right. you thank you jay Senator Al Franken resigned because of the sexual allegations. Warren Moon got pinched Warren too. Warren Moon got pinched. But his shit is. His Terry shit. Crews is suing the guy and the agency for his alleged sexual assaults. Woo! Hashtag Me Too. The Me Too movement. The time they got him on time. Person of the year, right? A whole group of them.
Hey, very hey. brave to come out and yeah. speak on the on these things. It's, it's a lot of shame, humiliation, absolutely fear. I, I I absolutely support those women that have had the courage to come out. Apparently, Bizarro DMX had an incident. Um, and he, we have we have his 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 uh confession tapes. He he's part of the uh hashtag uh Me Too motherfuckers. So I was at, I was at this party at Beverly Hills when shit was popping. This was in '99. X had just come out. Mm. My shit was popping in the streets. Yeah, rough rider. Rough. I was at this party. I was up there. Sandler was up there. You made DiCaprio. All sorts of bitches. White girl, black girl. Everybody know me. Camel. Swiss was with you, kid. I was with Swiss. Swiss Peas. Me and Sweezy was up there. We had some of the riders up there with us. Rough. Money was looking at me from across the room. I'm like, yo, what is you looking at, dope? You stepped to? I didn't step to him. I'm just like, yo, my man is looking at me. He got the Paisley shit on. He had mad Paisley. I'm like, yo, Duke, it's not 89. Why are you wearing Paisley? He looked at you, so what? I'm looking at him. He's looking at me. Then he starts approaching me. I'm like, yo, Swiss, you know money? Swiss Beats is like, nah, I don't know him. I'm like, oh, I had my pit with me. What? Yeah. Boomer. Shout out to Boomer. He died. So what, what, kind of face buddy, what kind of face buddy was, was making? Yeah, no, he had the funny face. He had the swollen grill. He, he had, the, he had the, the swollen grill with the big lips. Like he had his shit altered or something. I'm like, oh, I never seen nobody like this. He had the paisley shirt and the paisley pants. I'm like, what the fuck is you doing? You look like Kwame. Remember the rapper Kwame? Word. Kwame used to come out with the dots. Money had the paisley on, bro. So when he came over, he's like looking at me funny style. He hands me a crab cake with his left hand. Money goes to grab my loaf with my right. I'm like, whoa, oh. fuck is you doing? Swiss is like, chill. I'm like, yo, I'm about to bite this man. I'm about to bite this nigga. Swiss is like, no, chill. I see your money. What the fuck is you doing? Boomer was wildin'. I had Boomer on the chain. I'm like, what? 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 Money said, nah, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I said, but why you grab my dick? Get off my dick. <laughs> Hashtag me too. They did it to me too. They did it to the ex. They did it to the dog. If they do it to the dog, they could do it to anybody. Yeah. Hashtag me too, nigga. I don't know why he chose me. I'm not the one. A lot of people say ex. Why didn't you swing on him? Why didn't you let Boomer attack him? Word, why yo? I don't want a lawsuit. I was bugging. I'm going to keep it real. I was bugging, bro. <laughs> I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. We'll be right back. So the other day, there was a screening that fans paid money for of a film I like. I didn't love it. Wag the Dog. People consider it a classic. It was definitely a political satire starring Mr. Robert De Niro, Mr. Dustin Hoffman, Directed by Mr. Barry Levinson, amongst others. Yeah. The Tribeca Film Festival had the screening. People paid money to come to the screening. And then after the screening, the great De Niro, the great Dustin Hoffman, the great Barry Levinson, amongst others, from the film, were going to come out on stage and have a discussion about the film. Right. People paid for this. The discussion was going to be moderated by that Harry Potter-looking motherfucker, John Oliver, who I like. I like his, uh, his commentary on yeah. the world and on Trump and all that shit. 
but you pulled some sucker shit. Mm. Now, I talked about this online. I got the hipster fuckboys coming at me. Oh, hell yeah. The political correct police saying, how could you say this? You're defending. You're, you're all this bullshit. Oh, yeah. Fuck out of here, man. Now, here's what I know. Before the screening started, John Oliver was backstage with Mr. De Niro, Mr. Hoffman, Mr. Levinson. There was exchanges made. Oh, just like hobnobbing around, jocking these motherfuckers. Maybe I'm a fan of yours. Who knows? I don't yeah. know what they said, but I know that they were in front of each other, and nothing was brought up about right. uh, uh, sexual harassment allegations, none of that. Right. Soon as they get on stage, when people paid money to come and see a conversation about the movie. Right. Yo, get that motherfucking Willie Hutch shit. You're not Willie Hutch. You hear that, Willie? John Oliver. Harry Potter glasses looking motherfucker. <laughs> I think them glasses are a prop, Duke. I don't think you need them glasses. I think they go good with the whole British nerd thing. Duke, where your papers at? You ain't even from here. Mm-hmm. You're getting too motherfucking comfortable, Duke. You up there with the great Dustin Hoffman and Bob D. Dustin Hoffman is 80. First of all, when you see him, you speak to him, you say, Mr. Hoffman, Duke. An elder. That's how you try. I don't know where you're from. Right. I don't know where, where you're from. I don't know you. But where I come from, elders, you treat them with that respect. And you let the elder say, please call me Dustin. You ain't on a first name basis with this motherfucker. That's you what get, you did? You're getting too comfortable, Duke. So he went up there asking. He said, I, I have to ask you about this. And he started asking about the sexual allegations. And Dustin Hoffman answered. Miles, play that clip. Oh, he answered him. Thank you. 
people on crew and all these things, you do things. You say things. So suddenly one of the things was, you come to work on Monday, did you have sex Friday, you break it up. Everyone was saying it to each other. It's a thing. But, you know, I don't know if you've ever been in that kind of situation, but it becomes a family in which, you know, I said a stupid thing, you know, but I said it in the midst of the crew, and they said they're stupid things, but they were sexual in, in terms of the humor of it. But that's 19, that's 40 years ago. I gotta say, I don't love that response either. What, what response do you want? <laughs> what, was you, what would you have It's not for me to say. It just, it feels like dismissals or recontextualizing it is not actually addressed. It doesn't feel self-reflective in the way that it seems the incident demands. The, the one thing I was reading, I, I, there was no, I get no pleasure from having this conversation, but you and I are not the victims here. That, that's the thing. So I, I read today her diary, and she wrote this one line which has been rattling around my head. She said, no one is 100% good or bad. True, right? Dustin's a pig, but I like him a lot. I mean, that is both extremely generous and damning. Do you believe this stuff that you read? I believe what she wrote, yes. Why? Because there's no in her lying. Well, there is a point in her not bringing this up for 40 years. Really? Oh, Dustin. There isn't? No. I did not say I was groping her. We were sitting next to each other. You want to hear the story in context? We were sitting on a, on a, on a bed. We had done a, tried to do a master that went on for 10 minutes, trying out for the graduate, both of us. We were told three days before to memorize this dialogue. I had flown out from New York. Nichols was very unhappy with the way it was going because it wasn't going well. And we're sitting there, and he's standing there, and he's like, let's, let's try it again. And she's looking down, and she's very unhappy, and I'm very unhappy. And I'm sitting here, and she's sitting there, and I went over, and I went like that. Nothing. And she was very upset, and she turned, and she said, don't you ever do that to me again. And it was, I thought, an overreaction because of what was going on all day. She later apologized. We were very good friends on that film. But you take it. This is, this is a, an assaulter. This is a female assaulter. He's admitted it. It's, it's, it's so skewed. I mean, I, I don't even hear the same thing in the story that you just told, that I think you do. I think I hear her being upset and touching her and then somehow apologizing for being upset. But I, I think that just, I, I don't want to listen to every example because you're right, I wasn't there. But I, I guess the thing that you said that was interesting to me is the, thing that we, the things that we do between takes. I think it's the things that we do between takes that is probably a cultural shift that needs to happen. Because what's often seen, what's been seen completely fine or normal to a certain group of people can have victims at the other end of it. So the things that we do between takes sounds benign if it is to you. Does that make sense? That's not no, it doesn't, doesn't because the crew and the actors are there. We are one, we are a family. Maybe I should, maybe I should have said things. We are trying to break up the tension of shooting for 16 hours a day. 
they bring these interns on, they on the set to watch. No one told us. No one said, oh, these girls are 17 years old. I didn't even know they were there. I really wish you would watch the documentary. I'll, I'll watch it. And maybe you should have watched it before you brought this up in front of the thousand. And then John Oliver kept going. And then John Oliver said, why, well, I, I need to ask you this. I have to ask uh, you this. Money, what, what are you, a cop? You a fucking cop? Is you a cop? You, you, somebody anointed you a fuck to be the cop? To be the fucking, what? Is you a cop, B? You a motherfucking cop, Duke? That's not your place. I smell ham. Is you a motherfucking cop? <laughs> That's not your place. You were on stage asking him about this and you say you had to do it. Why didn't you ask Mr. Hoffman these questions face to face backstage since you had to do it? Right. Since you were so compelled to do it? Since you were so bothered and disturbed by it? Or why didn't you just pull out from doing it since you're so bothered and disturbed right. by it? Right. Once you knew he was down, why you ain't pull out if yeah, you were so bad? Since you're so morally right. correct. Fuck out of here, yo. Fuck out of here, John Oliver. You try to play that sucker shit. He answered the question. Now, if it had been Sean Penn, somebody like that, Samuel Jackson, somebody like that, somebody more in their prime, somebody, Alec Baldwin, you wouldn't have asked him because right. Sean Penn would have been like, yo, who you? Where the fuck are you from? Yeah. And what's it to you? I, I already dealt with this shit. I wrote my apology. Right. And if I say it to you, what you going to do, money? What the fuck you going to do? He wouldn't have asked Alec Baldwin that, Sam Jackson that, Sean Penn, that 80-year-old Dustin Hoffman, who, by the way, is a cancer survivor. He's 80. He's never been a great public speaker. And in his prime, he's a shy, kind of right. awkward public dude. And you asking him this shit up there that you had to do? Yeah. You had to do it because otherwise you lay your head on the pillow. He said that shit? He said, I, I had to do it. Otherwise, when I lay my head on the pillow, I don't think I'm a very good person. Oh, come on, money. Come on, yo. You go, you go home, be with your where's your wife. You know, you're not worried about Dustin Hoffman, man. Why the fuck you thinking about Dustin Hoffman when you got your motherfucking head on the pillow, Duke? <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking you the questions now. Yeah. Why is Dustin Hoffman on your mind in the crib, in your crib, on the pillow? Why you ain't skeeting on your Casper mattress, Duke? The fuck is the matter with you? Yeah. And all these people saying, I'm an apologist, and all this, and all that, and all this, and all that. I said it once, I'm going to say it again. I don't support sexual assault, I don't support sexual harassment, and I don't support alleged allegations about sexual harassment, yep. muggings, killings, rapings, Nobody assault, Support any them. of that shit. Right. Of course not. This is how motherfuckers wind up in jail for 26 years. They come out and you, John Oliver, is like, oh my God. Wow, Mr. Davis, so sorry for your struggle. Because you motherfuckers are indicting people in the court of public opinion. Yeah. And you're not even from here, Duke. Yeah. yeah. No other country has a motherfucker has a talk show every Sunday where you're talking, yo, you don't understand this culture, Duke. You ain't from here, Duke. You're not from here, Imagine man. me going to Spain, like, yo, I want to get on HBO Espanol. And you the, you, you the host, and you talking about that country's culture and, and everything. Money. Italy. Even London. They went, They don't have it, but here they have it. This motherfucker, you're getting too comfortable, Duke. Yeah. When you see Dustin Hoffman, Duke, you say Mr. Hoffman. If I had been at the Tribeca Film Festival screening, you, word to my, yo, if I had been there, I would have been like, yo. I didn't pay my money for all this shit, right, Duke. Right, Grandstanding. Host the show, man. We came to talk about wag the motherfucking dog, Duke. 
Like he Alan Dershowitz trying to fucking grill a motherfucker up there. You ain't Johnny Cochran, Duke. <laughs> you ain't Johnny Cochran. And all these motherfuckers on Twitter, most of them probably don't listen to the show. With your little Twitter verified account mm. and your 700 followers, your 1,400 followers, your 22,000 followers, whatever. It's not even about the followers. I don't know you, Duke. I don't know why the fuck you're verified. And why do you want to be verified when you're just a punk-ass motherfucker who states he's from Queens, but you're really from Minnesota? Yeah, gotta just be. because you live in Queens, Duke, claim where you're from. Yeah, don't claim our city. You got to be here 20 years to be in a New, York, New Yorker, B. And all these hipster... Cornball motherfuckers, they put their resume, I work here. I, I don't nobody cares about any of that shit. I don't shit, give a dude. fuck where you work at, man. I don't give a fuck. We don't give a fuck where you work at. So proud of your verified checkmark. How much labor? That's like getting a driver's license. Yo, my shit was given to me, Duke. I didn't ask nobody. They checked my shit. Right. They could tell from my disposition. It was, oh, that's rapper. Yeah, he need that check. Give him that checkmark. G. Moody, last name rhymes with duty, the two-time, soon-to-be three-time podcast co-host. He's not verified. And I ain't sweating that, because I'm going to get that like my man got it. This <laughs> Corny-ass hipsters. I work here. I work here. I used to work here. I used to, I'm a comedian. but You, you ain't shit, yo. See act, Duke. You're not funny either. You're not funny. <laughs> Stop. I've been around talent. Since 82, 83, I was uh, at the improv when Keenan Ivory Wayans had motherfucking full head of hair. Damon, too, remember? Rob- Jerry Seinfeld had his whole shit. Jay Leno was young and thin. I seen all that shit. Robert Williams. Robert Townsend. Yes. We was there. We know funny. You're not funny. You ain't. <laughs> You're not funny. I seen Adam Sandler the first time he performed in L.A. Ben Stiller, Sarah Silverman, J- Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Eddie Murphy go up on stage at the Improv Random. I seen Keenan Ivory Wayans when he had a full afro. He's bald as fuck for the last 20 years. Right. So I'm saying I saw him before that, Duke. Right. Try to tell me you funny. You're not funny, Duke. <laughs> seen my man Dom Herrera. Seen all of them. All of them. Yeah. Those are the- <laughs> oh, I'm a comedian. I'll tell you if you're funny. Right. Go get your motherfucking coffee. All right. Go ahead. And fall back. John Oliver's up there with his motherfucking glasses, four-eyed motherfucker. Take your motherfucking tea and crumpets. And get the fuck out of New York. Yo, De Niro didn't say nothing, right? What would have happened if Aiello was in the backstage and he was doing sucker shit in the back? Yo, De Niro didn't say anything because that's not his get down. Right. Rest assured, if Joe Pesci was in Wag the Dog, Joe would have been like, what are you fucking, what are you, fucking asshole? You're asking, we're here to do a movie. We're here to talk about a fucking movie. You're asking him about, you a fucking asshole, John? John would have shit himself. Yeah. If John, if Joe Pesci had been there and he was on stage, Joe would have been kicking that shit. We're not here to talk about the fans paid to see, uh, what are you, a fucking? You fucking cop? You a fucking cop? Huh? Aiello would have been like, get the fuck out of here. You fucking talking to Dusty like that. Get the fuck out of here, you tea and crumpet cocksucker. <laughs> you Winston Churchill cocksucker. You Buckingham Palace motherfucker. <laughs> That's Dustin fucking Hoffman. He answers your fucking question. Now get the fuck out of here before I bust your fucking British fucking head. And then the sirens would have came. 
All right, that's it. I want to thank my man Jay Farrow for coming on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. You could check him and me and the whole dope-ass cast on Showtime's White Famous. The season finale is Sunday, December 10th. You could download all the other episodes. Show's dope. Show's funny as fuck. Me, Jay Farrow, Jamie Foxx, great cast, irreverent, shit-talking extravaganza. I even dropped some stickman knowledge during the episodes. Uh, I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Me, G. Moody. Last name rhymes with duty. We're out. Thank you.